welcome to Real Talk for Real Teachers. I'm Dr. Becky Bailey, the creator of Conscious Discipline. I'm an expert in education, child development, and a lifelong teacher and learner. For those listening who are not aware of Conscious Discipline, listening, listen to all that we do. We are a comprehensive, trauma-informed program based in neuroscience. So automatically that makes us trauma-informed. That integrates these things, social-emotional learning with your disciplinary practices to create an optimal school culture, home culture, school climate for ultimate learning uh, for all teachers and children. Today we're going to do something uh, different. We're going to join Master Instructor Kim Hughes sharing with us about the power of rituals, how to conduct them, how to best utilize them in your classroom, and for when, why, and who, and what. All those answers will be forthcoming. Join me now as we join Kim. What we know about conscious discipline, and you've already experienced this, we are an evidence-based self-regulation program. And one of the many nuggets that we learned from Dr. Bailey is this brain smart principle. Come on in, Samantha, we're so glad you're here. So this brain smart principle that the best exercise for the brain is, what do you think? Exercise, so say that with me. The best exercise for the brain is exercise. So in about a minute and a half, we are all going to enjoy a little something that we affectionately call a brain smart start. During that time, we are going to see if you can feel a change between now and the end of our brain smart start in terms of your energy, your focus, and your emotional state. So in order for us to do that, we've got to tap into the now. Where are you right now in terms of your energy, your focus, and your emotional state? We're going to use a simple scale anywhere from one to 10. One basically is gonna mean, are you kidding me? Why am I here? To 10, which is gonna be like, whoa, it doesn't get any better than this. Healthy people tend to be somewhere in between. <laughs> so anyway, first of all, we are going to look at energy. Are you a one like this Energizer Bunny? Or perhaps you are a 10 like his counterpart, this guy. So give yourself a number and a thumbs up for Jen and I when you have a number in terms of right now, this moment, hump day, Wednesday, afternoon, where's your energy? Thumbs up when you got a number. All right. Now let's look at our focus, right? A one is going to be ah, not really sure when I'm here. Kind of fuzzy. A 10 is going to be whew, crystal clear, sharp as a tack know exactly why I'm here. Once again, give yourself a number. When you get that number, give us a thumbs up. All righty, and last, but certainly not least, let's look at your emotional state. Are you a one like this poor little pup? Or perhaps you're a 10 like his happy counterpart. So once again, give yourself a number and give a thumbs up, one to 10, somewhere in between. So now we're gonna have a little brain smart start. This is a song that we had an oops this morning, and we thought you might want to know how it really goes. So you're going to get a chance to enjoy This Is My School Family. The way this goes is that, I've got some words for you here. We're going to clap twice, and it's going to go like this. Welcome. We're so glad. There's some space even right here if you want to go there. And there's actually a seat if one person wants a seat. So whatever you're comfortable doing is fine with us. 
All right, and we'll be really careful just as long as you talk, because we're going to go back and forth here, too. So, all right, so this we're going to go. This is my school family. Now, if you sign or if you don't, you're now going to discover that this is the letter F. A family is when two or more people come together to form love through a, form a, form a family through love. So we are going to have, this is my school family. This is my school family. This is my school family. And then the first thing you're going to do is you're going to find somebody, you're going to wave at them. All right? Now that's going to be your wave go-to. We're going to tweak this a little bit from this morning. All right? So this time, I want you to be intentional. You know, a lot of times it's about quantity. Like how many people learn more before you leave? But I'm from North Carolina. My friend Jen was from South Carolina, but now she's in Texas. And so we decided that we're going to bring you some good old-fashioned <laughs> barbecue. So in just a hot second, you're going to take out either your plate or your bun because different people like their barbecue in different ways. Now, I have some Western North Carolina barbecue. It's kind of tomatoey. Or we got some Eastern, that's vinegary. And what do you have in South Carolina? Mustard base. Oh, boy. Mm. So you get to decide which <laughs> one of those three you want. And if none of them sound good, then you can bring your own barbecue, right? <laughs> B-B-Y-B-B-Q, all right? <laughs> whatever way you're going to do it, though, you're going to put it on your plate or on your bun, whatever is your barbecue method of choice. And oh, it smells so good. So take a deep breath. But it's hot, so we got to cool it off. Smell it. Cool it off. Smell it. Cool it off. I think it's just about time for us to eat that barbecue. Slap on your bun top or get your fork and eat it on up. All right. So the last part of our Brain Smart Start is an activity to ask you to commit. We are going to ask you if you are willing to do these two things. Number one is bring an open heart and open mind to our time together today. If you are willing to do that, then give us a thumbs up. There we go. All righty. So ask yourself, your internal barometer, has it changed at all? Has your focus, your energy, and your emotional state, has it stayed the same? Has it gone down since we did our Brain Smart Start, or has it gone up? So reflect and then show us with your thumbs where you are in terms of your energy, focus, and emotional state. And take a look around the room, right? So what we talk about laying the foundation of the first six weeks of school, there are certain things that we want to make sure that we take the time to do. And so every morning, you're going to have a traditional brain smart start like we just modeled. But every interaction that you have between you and your students is a brain smart start. Right? So I saw Jessica, we saw each other yesterday, and we had a brain smart start right here. We had an activity and I said, hey, we connected, we asked about what you did this morning. My state was downloaded to yours, so we had that de-escalating and you know, disengaging the stress, right? And then we knew we had a commitment to listen to each other, really hear what the other one had to say. So think about this idea that this is embedded through everything that you do. So my name is Kim Hughes, and I come to you from just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, a little town called Wake Forest. And I have been in the field of education for well over 30 years. Um, most of my time, I have done what most of you have done that have been sitting in this chair. In 30 years, you can do a lot of things. So I have worked with waddlers, toddlers. I've taught threes. I've taught fours. I've taught fives. I've been a half-day K teacher, full-day K teacher. I've been a first-grade teacher. I have never had my own second-grade class, but I now work a lot with second-grade teachers. I have been an administrator, jumped in the pool of administration, 
jumped right out again. <laughs> Three times in my life. You know, you'd think I would have gotten it the first time, but I really love direct service with kids and families. I really believe that children help me be the best that I can be. And so I have been on this journey with conscious discipline for well over a decade, and I am now honored to be one of Dr. Bailey's master instructors. And I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled that you made time to spend time with us this afternoon. And so basically, you're on the right place. So we're going to be talking about all of these different rituals. And so what I want you to do is I want for you just to kind of quickly turn to the person next to you, introduce yourself, and decide what is your goal for today? What did you come here wanting to do? So take about a minute, about 30 seconds each to do that. So turn and talk, if you will, right now. What is your goal? The powers regulate us, but they don't regulate us until we hold on, until we link in, until we are willing. Because what happens is when we hook on to the power, the power lets us see conflict differently. But you have to be willing to put these on, right? And once I put these on, then I can regulate kiddos because I'm regulated, because I'm able to learn the skills. And then that's where the structures come in play. That's those structures are there to help us purely practice the skills that we have taught. So another way of looking at it is once we put on these glasses, we go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. But it all belongs, it starts with us. This is an adult first model, right? And so the big picture is that these powers let us see conflict differently. The skills allow us to respond differently. So I want you to repeat after me. The powers allow me to see conflict differently. The powers allow me to see conflict differently. Once I can see conflict differently, so repeat after me, the skills allow me to respond to conflict differently. The skills allow me to respond to conflict differently. So the powers allow me to do what? See conflict differently. And the skills allow me to respond to conflict differently. And this is really important. Without the powers, the skills and thereby, the structures can be manipulated. For not good, but sometimes for <laughs> evil. So we want you to make sure you understand another way of doing it is that power supports the skill and has the back. All right, so that one kitty that has the back, that is the power so this skill can thrive. Make sense? All right. Um, so we're going to be talking for a couple minutes now about I love you rituals. And the reason we chose to really specifically talk about I love you rituals is because I got to be honest, as I go around from here to there, people really enjoy I love you rituals, but they have no idea of how to introduce them in classrooms. So we're going to take some time to talk about implementation. Know that we have um, a huge uh, variety of I love you ritual commercial products. Many of them are up here available in the store, but we also have some free downloads on our website, consciousdiscipline.com, where you can print out the I love you ritual 
icons. Uh, you can also make something, this is called a teddy bear chooser. So the kids, you're only gonna, I would probably not have this many, but these are the, all the different choices that I have to choose from. Um, you know, the beginning of the year, I might only put four that I have taught the kids, and then the child can choose the one that they want and put it on the teddy bear, and we'll do that I love you ritual collectively. Or this is just a cube that I've added some Velcro, and this is they can rock and roll, and they can choose and I love you ritual. Uh, during our Brain Smart Start, a lot of times what we'll do as our connection activity, our very important child of the day, will roll this, or they'll choose a greeting so that they're able to, once they have experienced it, adult to child, now I'm ready to pay it forward and share that I love you ritual with my fellow peers. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit by actually experiencing I love you ritual. Um, where are my first and second grade teachers again and administrators for K-5? All right, this is one that first through fifth grade like love. So we're going to learn Georgie Porgy and Margie Pargy. You're gonna see a twinkle twinkle in action with Dr. Bailey and a young gal by the name of Diamond. And then we're gonna end by learning Humpty Dumpty. We're gonna share how it looks with kids and then you're gonna learn once they've experienced this with my teacher, then I can experience the whole group. Alrighty, so Georgie Porgy Pudding and Pie, we're going to it's going to go like this. Jenna, are you willing to be my partner? I am. All righty. So, and you guys can practice at your seats because you're going to find your partner um, that you wave to in the very beginning. You're going to see if they're willing to be your partner for this activity. So it's going to look like this. All right. Georgie Porgy pudding and pie gave his friend a big high five. Now, pre-K people, if you do this and you're afraid your kids are going to knock each other, gave with a big high five, right? You got a little disequilibrium going. The way that I'll explain with my kids is I will, before we even start this, we'll do our own. You're going to give yourself a high five. And then I'm going to notice and describe. Jen, you gave your high five. Ooh, wow. That was really hard. That could be hurtful. And in this classroom, we're what? Helpful. So let's take the do-over. All right, and let's go back in time. Beep, beep, beep. And I want it to look just like this. My turn. All right, you went just like that. How did it feel? It's just hard. like that. Yep. There you go. And if you've read like the Three Little Bears, you can say, you know, not too soft, not too hard, just right. So you can tie all those different things in there. So it goes like this. Georgie Porgy pudding and pie gave his friend a big high five. With his friend, he loved to play. This is play, play. The gift of a smile he gave each day. We're going to also tie in females. So we got Margie Pargy, all right? And she's going to do a handshake. So it's Margie Pargy pudding and pie gave her friend a big high five. With her friend, she loved to play a gift of a handshake she gave each day, right? Older kids, you might do a little bit of a, you know, your fist bump. They can do what they want and create their own. But the main thing is you want to have that connection. So what we know is that when implementing conscious discipline, there's a book filled with almost 70 different ways that you can connect with kids. But you gotta start with one you love. Because have any of you ever picked up a book to read to your kids? And you read it because you had to, it's part of the curriculum, but the book makes no sense to you. And so you're almost like Charlie Brown's teacher reading the book. 
<laughs> right? And are kids going to love that book? No. So you want to pick an I love you ritual that speaks to your soul. Right? We've already enjoyed two, and you might already say, well, I really like that twinkle, twinkle. Right? So you got to start with the ones you like. We have I love you ritual skills on a string that have some of our favorites, and one side is the icon, and the other side gives you the directions. All right? And so there's lots of great materials that we have online as well as available commercially so that you can fall in love with these, but you have to learn them first. Then the next thing you want to do is practice with your kids. And what that's going to sound like is I might say to Nicole, Nicole, I went to teacher school this summer, and I learned some a game called I Love You Rituals. And I'm trying to get better at it, and I need somebody to help me so that I'm a little bit better at these I Love You Rituals. Are you willing to help me out? Would you be willing if some, a teacher said that to you? Yeah. Right? So then I might say, you want to help me now, or should we do it later in the day? So you're offering those choices, right? And then I'm going to choose the one I love and I'm going to practice with it. The other thing you want to do is intentionally put it in your lesson plans. You're not going to get to all 20 to 25 kids in a day, right? So you're going to take your time. And sometimes it will be when I worked with um, pre-K, I would take usually because I had a teaching partner. So it would take a week. We divide them in half. And I would say, you get this 10 group of kids. I'm going to take this other set of 10 kids. And we're going to make sure that they learn it. It might be on the playground. It might be at centers. It might be. But I want them to experience joy juice adult to child first. And then they can enjoy it with their peers. Older kids, I have more kids, and we don't have as much time. And the reality is, is that a lot of times, these kids are the ones who need them the most. So in my older, like, second grade classrooms, we buddy up in the primary schools I work with. So the second grade kids will learn them, um, and then they'll take them down and they'll teach them to their lower grades, to their buddy classrooms. So there's lots and lots of ways that you can bring that to life. Those of you who work with infants and toddlers, preschoolers with special needs, up on the changing table, a great time to do I love you rituals. Or before you put them up on the table, you give them a sequence. So first we're going to do our love, I love you ritual that you get to choose between this one or this one. Then I'm going to wipe your hands. Then I'm going to lift you up or you're going to climb up depending on the size. Then we're going to change your diaper. All right. Next, you can use the greeting apron, and lots of times what I will do is, instead of just having pure greetings, I will also have um, an I love you ritual as one of the choices. So we still have one that's non-touched, so we have the royal greeting, good morning, Maura. But we also will have maybe a wonderful woman who lived in a shoe as well as the butterfly greeting. And so the kids will choose that, and we'll do that as your morning greeting. A lot of times I become part of the center rotation and I go into centers and I say, today Mrs. Hughes is going to come in and out of centers. We're going to be learning a new I love you ritual. You can play or you can pass. And recess is a great time. Uh, also using them in the safe place because some kids in order to move from I feel to I choose, they need a connection. And so having something like this or the I love you rituals up so they can pull them down is super helpful for our kids. And the last thing I'm going to show you is this is a little book that you can do with your families when you have family night. You will have taught the I love you rituals to your kids first. And then my kids' homework is to go home and teach that I love you ritual to someone you know and love.
right? And so the parent is usually familiar with it, but if not, then we will learn it during our parent nights, and then you can buy this dollar store uh, photo album, and then what I basically do is take an eight and a half and 11 sheet of paper, and I print out during the school year seven different I love you rituals. You cut it up into fours, and then they each get one to take home and slide into their book. So they have a book of their own I love you rituals. So lots of ways that you can really look at helping and supporting kids with learning I love you rituals. So we're gonna learn one more. We're gonna demonstrate of what it would look like adult to child and then we're gonna teach you how to tweak it for the full, full group, all right? So this is Humpty Dumpty. If you think back on the original Humpty Dumpty, it didn't go so well for him. I, one of my best friends, her grandson is on the spectrum and one day he was pondering and I said, Liam, what are you thinking about? And he said, you know that Humpty Dumpty, you think the guy would have learned. <laughs> Every time he got up on the wall, he fell down and he was a goner, right? But this one, he is able to survive because it looks and sounds like this. So you're Humpty and she's the child and I'm the adult and I'm her safekeeper. It's my job to keep her safe. It's her job to help her keep herself and others safe. So you ready? Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. I have you, Jen, you're, sa you're safe. All the queen's horses, woman power. All the king's men could put Jen together again. So she just got a big old deuce of, of joy juice right there. Um, but here's the bottom line, you guys. Everybody needs joy juice. Everybody needs to know that an adult's going to be there to catch them. Every human being only needs one child. Every child only needs one adult that's crazy about them to make all the difference in their world. Aren't you willing to be that person? Here's where you start. You start with where you are comfortable, right? So what speaks to your soul? What did you hear and you went, ooh, oh, I like that. You know, some of you, the kissing cup, I heard like, ooh, I love that. So you gotta start there. And then when you're successful, celebrate your success. The bottom line is that conscious discipline is not a second job. What we look at is we weave all of this throughout the curriculum. So you have this beautiful tapestry that's called conscious discipline. So the bottom line is, is that you're not gonna be able to implement everything right away. Research tells us it takes a minimum of three years to fully implement conscious discipline in any classroom. And so just breathe, take it slow, and say to yourself, I've got this. So just to kind of let you know that on your handout, those of you who have a handout, you have, whoops, not yet, Kim. You have three takeaway statements that you're going to reflect on in your room or if you want to take some quiet time now. First of all, what are you going to start with? What ritual? What do you need to get started? Are they materials? Are they support from somebody? Is it the I love you ritual book? And then the last one I think is the most important because once again, we don't want to decorate our classrooms with conscious discipline. We want to be intentional. So in that moment of intentionality, how will you know when you're successful? What is it going to look like? What is it going to sound like? What is it going to feel like? Way to go, Kim. Man, that makes us want to just all kind of shoot out there and find someone and do an I love you ritual with them. So to end this, just take a deep breath with me. And reflect. Reflect on what you just heard. Take a second before you go on to whatever is going on in your life. 
and just reflect on one takeaway you can take from what Kim just shared with us and turn that takeaway into a commitment. Whatever it is that meant something to you, whatever you're ready to implement, just say to yourself, I'm going to fill in that blank, commit it to yourself, and just go do it. So what's Becky up to? Well, I think I'm heading down some uh, on my bucket list. So one of the things on my bucket list was the Galapagos Islands. Uh, I love uh, the study of Darwin, how that came about. I love animals. It's going to be very, very exciting for me. Uh, I was hoping to scuba dive, but I will be snorkeling in the water with all of them. Um, and one day I'll get back and do the diving. So what are we celebrating? Well, this is exciting. Cindy Stanford joined the professional development team. Cindy is the implementation manager and comes to us with 18 years of public and charter school leadership experience. So she's been here a couple months, so we got to give her a little time to get her, her feet on the ground. But she's a great asset to our organization and to help us get our implementation out and about and everyone up to fidelity so that our lives just become simpler, our schools more productive. And as Sandra Bullock says, world peace. Until next time, I wish you well. For more episodes of Real Talk with Real Teachers by Dr. Becky Bailey, visit ConsciousDiscipline.com forward slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.